All right, we're live. Our first episode of the iMove uh, podcast. And I'm joined today by Dan. He's one of the founders of iMove Physiotherapy. Welcome, mate. How are you? Good. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Sweet. Um, so we'll probably, as we run a few more episodes of this, uh, the host might change, but I'm the host today. And I just want to be a host of a podcast, like I said to Dan before this. And um, yeah, I guess a little bit about, about why we've started this podcast. Um, I think we've sort of played around with this idea for a, a bit now. But as physiotherapists, we obviously deal with people in, uh, in pain and with their injuries. Um, but I think as much as we love to sort of nerd about the anatomy and the physiology of a knee, of an ankle, what really keeps us going is, you know, having the chance to speak to people and know, get to know the, the, the human and, you know, and their amazing stories and their experiences. So, yeah, I think we're really privileged in the sense that um, here in iMove, we get to have those conversations, those deeper conversations daily and uh, with our patients as well as um, a lot of the local business owners that we work with. And um, that will be trainers, you know, the, the, the guy that owns the coffee shop down the road um, and PTs and, you know, we, we deal with all of those people and get to know about them too. So uh, we just want to use this as a platform to share those stories, which I think deserves to be told. So many local legends. So many local legends. Um, and yeah, we, 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 might talk, we might talk a little bit more about injuries and like shoulder pain, neck pain, all that in some episodes. But I think most of it's just going to be about us having a bit of a chat with, uh, with people, which is what we love to do the most anyway. <laughs> How good. Yeah. Um, cool. So Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey um, before you started iMove and how that led to you wanting to own a business and own a physio practice. Mm. Thanks for, firstly, thanks for telling me um, what the questions are going to be uh, before we jump into the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, yeah. My journey before I move, um, you know, I, my mind's kind of going back to when I was in year 10 and that was probably my first experience with, physiotherapy uh where you know you had to choose somewhere to do some work experience and i chose to do it as a physio at, at a at a physiotherapy clinic in liverpool um and there was a pretty funny experience there that i had had and luckily it didn't scar me where uh, the inferential uh sucker electrode machines um i was told to most of the time i was making coffee and reading a textbook uh, but I was told to go into the room and take that off a lady. And, uh, this, this, uh, beautiful woman was about 88 years old. And, and so she had these suckers on her back and they didn't actually tell me or ever show me how to take these off. So I walk in through, in through the curtains and into this room and thinking, right. So I just pop these off. Right. Uh, like having never been shown this. Machine. And so I, uh, I grabbed the thing and I, I give it a gentle tug upwards and um, uh, needless to say, the, the, the skin was quite stretchy and, uh, and so <laughs> it went quite hard up without, without actually popping off and she looked back at me horrified and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, and so then eventually worked out there's an off switch for the machine and and took that off. So that was my first experience with physio, but I knew I always wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to be involved with uh, uh, something that had something to do with sport and mm-hmm. active humans and and uh, initially it was if I'm not going to become a football player or soccer player, then I'd love to be involved with football. And so that um, it led me up to do exercise and sports science uh, at university. Um, partied a little bit for the first year and then thought, well, if I want to actually do physio, then I'm going to have to pull my socks up here. I did and um, got into the master's program at Sydney University. And it was actually at, uh, at UWS, University of Western Sydney, where I had met Mick in the undergrad program. Mick was very close to, uh, and I'm sure he will jump on a podcast to tell his story, he was very close to doing the sports management. After one year we are uh, of, of uni, we were to choose between exercise sports science and sports management, and he almost chose that. But we, we went on to do exercise science together. We were one of like, three to five dudes in I think a couple of girls as well that uh, went on to the, do the master's program. And uh, yeah, um, in my final year of the master's program, I you know landed my dream job basically uh, working first volunteering uh, with Sydney FC. And then as I graduated as a physio, um, ended up uh, working as the assistant physiotherapist for the first grade team there, Sydney FC. And so I was like, that was my dream job, you know, mm. working for a top football team. Um, and, uh, yeah, getting to do those games and being in the stadium and, and, uh, pregame and so on. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I went into business partnership with, with the head physio there at that point in time. And, and yeah, for, for whatever reasons that um, didn't work out and um, particular partnerships or relationships uh, can serve a beautiful purpose for a period of time and then no longer be. And and um, I learned a lot through that period. And as I was coming out of that, I um, uh, picked up the phone and I was like, hey, Mick, did you want to catch up for a coffee? And um, he he had some idea as to what it might be about, and he was actually in the middle of uh, he'd been he'd spent a month deciding on whether he's going to invest in starting up a clinic or buying a home, and uh, I didn't know this at this point in time though, um, and so um, we met up for that coffee, and he assumed right that it was to ask whether he would be up for starting a clinic and. And so we did, um, and then the creation of iMove kind of started for the next six months there before it actually, you know, I was still working at the other place, so um, was uh, making sure iMove was ready to open doors and so on uh, before we uh, before I made any quick moves on the other side. And, yeah, that's how iMove was born. There you go. I'm just interested because I think for a lot of young physios and people who get into physio, like, getting a job like what you did um, when you started out at a football club in a, you know, like elite sports, that's what most physios want to do. Right. And it sounds like you have a bit of a sports background, which, you know, naturally led you that way. What, like, why didn't you stay there? If that's what, what you wanted to do, why didn't you pursue like, you know, going into like a bigger club or um, 
working more into elite sports? Yeah. Um, you know, there was some, there were some hard truths about, uh, I'm not going to say elite sport, but rather, uh, at that point in time, cause things change all the time and the culture changes. Um, at that point in time, there were some hard truths about working, um, maybe with a particular set of people or whatever else and, mm-hmm. and about elite sport there. So it wasn't all it was cracked up to be as what I'd imagined as a child. Right. So, um, I, I've experienced different, you know, I've also, <laughs> I've also, this, this is just the hard truth though, but I, I'd, I'd worked at the swans and there was a slightly different culture there. Um, however, uh, yeah, uh, as a child, you, you thought, yeah, we're all like, we're all in this to, to sort of win the, you know, become number one and, and win the season and so on top of the ladder um and you get there and that's definitely the aim however they're quite sought after positions so what can happen in elite sport is that every man and his dog is after the position that you might be in and Mm. even even within the club uh, everyone's looking after their position and so you're very much always on your toes um in that sense and there's there's a lot of politics as you can imagine in any in in a lot of workplaces there's a lot of politics Mm. uh uh, depending on like the how healthy a workplace is Mm. um and so uh yeah a lot of that stuff happened however it was completely separate to the football as to why it wasn't continuing continuing on i was in business partnership Mm. um, with with someone from the club there and um, it just, it wasn't a fit that was supposed to happen for, for its own particular reasons. And in that case, um, uh, I kind of, I figured, I, I also figured that I, w- I wanted to co- uh, create and co-create, if there was an opportunity to do so, a clinic that would allow A, physio to be practiced in a very particular way and B, uh, to allow, to create a company where it allows all humans involved to live the, the way that they would like to live, including patients and, and the people that we work with and so on. And so that's where I move, you know, it was very, Mick and I were very much aligned in that sense. Mm. Tell us a little bit more about, um, I guess, like your ideas of what I move would look like at the start of your ideals for it. And um, yeah, I'd love to go into a little more details on, on um, what makes I move, I move. Yeah, like I said, it was two things. Um, uh, we had both had experiences of physioing in a way that we weren't necessarily the biggest fans of, mm. and and so we wanted to, you know, we we started off with forty minute consults across the board, so all consults, even follow ups, were forty minutes. So we wanted to spend more time with the patients one-on-one. Um, I had come from a clinic where I was working and seeing potentially two and sometimes maybe three um, patients uh, in the room at the same time, right? So how can that happen? Well, if you've got one on the machine and one with the heat pack and then you're doing exercises with another, it can work. Uh, However, it wasn't my preferred way of practicing. I absolutely didn't you know, didn't like that. And in that scenario, my number one thing was to, uh, to make sure that a positive shift had occurred 
mm. or at least tried to do everything I could for the patient. And so, yeah, we basically just wanted to go back to basics, like uh, to really spend more time with the human, um, to not use machines in, in the sense of some of the machines that have been shown to, uh, to not be so effective. Uh, to be exercise-based, to be education-based, uh, mm. to really have the patient walk away with many degree on, on, and understand their body in a whole new way, and and especially that part of their body, and so, and then to allow, to to have that experience with the physio, uh, impact their life in a way where it now al- allows them to live their life. Mm-hmm. in a way that they want to, to allow them to do the things that fuel them as a human and then have them be a happier human in their lives as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what we wanted to do there. And then the other side of that coin was can we create a company structure where, say, the employees, we, we get to live, uh, have I'm a, be a part of our life and to allow us to do the things that fuel us. The patient was doing things that fueled them. Uh, the people that we worked with, so the entire team, uh, could work towards creating a life uh, and a structure in their life that allows them to do the things that fuel them. So uh, that was they were the drivers for us. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think for me, like ever since I've been a physio, and like even when I have been a patient in the past, I've been lucky enough to where like all my interactions have been like sort of one-on-one and like you really sort of feel that connection. So yeah, like I, like I think, like I said at the start, like I almost take that for granted sometimes, but it is such a privilege when you can, when you can get to know your patients to a deeper level and, and actually achieve what they want to achieve and like the, the goals that they want to, 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 to do. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting. Like there's so, the, I'm, I'm guessing back when I first started, a lot of clinics, um, at least in Sydney, would have had that structure, right? Um, and then, and then even to this date, I, I think there's still quite a few of those clinics around. Um, so, yeah, so the tides definitely turned for sure. Um, uh, however, and, and obviously, y- you would you would know this. Uh, there's still there's a difference between doing it because it now looks bad to do Mm -hmm. it a different way and then doing it because you authentically feel that the authentic connection is Mm -hmm. of a high value uh, to, uh, to to the team and to like, to the way we operate. Right. So I think, I think you can still do it that new way, um, whether it's being done authentically or not um, Mm -hmm. is another Another question. I like how you just snuck in all of our um, core values at iMove, which is uh, that authentic connection, and we're all about it. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky. Cheeky, well done. Um, cool. Thanks for, th- thanks for sharing that story, and um, I guess the last one, we'll, and we'll wrap them in a sec. Uh, and you know, part of what you said about creating something for um, our patients and our team members to, to something that fuels them. And for you, that has uh, turned into something called Yes And. Um, tell, us a, tell us a little bit more about that. What's that about and how that come? Yeah, so um, I've always been, when I say always, probably, you know, the whole mindset stuff, playing soccer growing up, watching the movies that were all about never giving up, cool runnings, all of that stuff. And then I really 
from the age of 16, went a little deeper with books and so on uh, um, that were all about habit development and all of that. And then at some point, maybe two years into the iMove uh, story, uh, I realised that uh, physio was an awesome vehicle for me to be able to employ my passion, but it wasn't necessarily the passion, but it, it was a vehicle for me to employ my passion, which was uh, to have people, to work with people and have them apply to themselves to then bring forth outcomes and step into versions of themselves um, uh, that they're seeing for themselves and that they're wanting and that's truer for them, right? And a, and the best possible version for themselves, whether that's physically um, and performance and so on, or I realized, hey, we can do this beyond the body. Uh, we can like, mm. we can work on things. People can apply to themselves and really create for themselves in mm. their life and step into much truer, authentic versions of themselves. And that's where, you know, there was a year in iMove where I, uh, I, I did, took on a personal challenge of 52 new experiences in 52 mm -hmm. weeks. Um, and that was simply to show people that, um, uh, that routine, sure, have your routine, but break it often and, and, uh, and to lean into discomfort and because that's where growth lies and that we can do that on a week to week basis. Mm. I kind of went overboard a little bit with some of the things that I started doing, but one of them was, one of them was improvisational theater and that's where the concept <laughs> yes and comes from um so you're standing on stage no script and the the principle is to say yes to all things coming your way all <laughs> things that get said to you and in the situation and contribute rather than saying yes but and and so i kind of realized hey you can do this with your thoughts with your emotions uh with a conversation in a relationship, with a business, with a pay, whatever, right? Apply it to life and you can yes and life. And so that turned into uh, what was a little side hustle then and is definitely something that um, has me expand from a human development point of view and we've been able to integrate that into into the iMove. So it's one-on-one -on -one developmental coaching, uh, iMove Explore, which is a two-week Arctic leadership program meditation and self-mastery program, um, a retreat, a festival, and, uh, yeah, a few things there. So, yeah, and we've kind of integrated that into iMove now with the human development uh, sessions that we do, retreat and, and all of those. So, yeah. How good. Uh, yeah, if you guys um, if you guys ever tune into um, some, sometimes on our Instagram stories and every time we have a team meeting and someone's late, uh, you'll end up having to do improv and if you ever catch Dan doing it, it's, it's quite the entertainment. So, <laughs> uh. yeah, I find it, I find it entertaining when anyone's doing it, <laughs> especially, especially Dan Stack. If we can give Dan Stack a shout, shout out, I think him doing improv. <laughs> worth I, just I just remember the first time I met Dan, I'm, I'm like, this would have been like when I, I was in, interviewing for a job in iMove and like, I sort of know of Dan, but like, I, like, but like by, by the first five minutes of like him giving you a hug without even knowing you and like him doing him probably like, okay, so this is Dan. <laughs> um, cool. No, thank, thanks for having that. I think, I think that's, that's something that's uh, really 
really awesome. And um, I think what you're doing with the Yes and staff and the IMFX school is really amazing. Um, and to see to see that you really thrive with that. And uh, that's what that's what IMU is about, right? Absolutely. And I love seeing you do what you're doing and uh, how you're absolutely owning 2020. Uh, it's kind of the way you've been throughout this period in COVID uh, has been unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's just uh, Roy one COVID nil. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, COVID's going to be the best thing when we look back in like, in the year, <laughs> this is going to be the best thing that's happened to, to, to me and to a lot of us, I think, um, for iMove as well. So Yeah, and whilst acknowledging uh, that it's been tough uh, for mm. many, and even many iMovers, uh, mm. that there's a lot of um, silver linings if we're allowing yeah. ourselves yeah. to see them and, and to move into them. Yeah, yeah for sure. You, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if, if it wasn't for COVID. Thank you, COVID. Thank you. Um, cool. We might wrap up here. Um, if uh, if this is the first time you've come across iMove, um, like I said, welcome. And we are pretty active uh, all around social media as well. Um, so the usual Instagram, Facebook, um, at iMove Physiotherapy. I'm a physio? Are we, I'm a physio? I'm a physiotherapy. One of them. And we also recently jumped on TikTok as well. So you get to see Mick, our other owner uh, and our founder of iMove on TikTok. Um, so that's at iMove Physio. And where can people find more about Yesan and iMove Explore? Uh, it's Project Yes And on on Instagram. Soon, if it's if that doesn't work, it's about to change into Yes And Co. Uh, and maybe maybe my name, I don't know. And then yes hyphen and dot com dot au. So uh, yeah, there you go. We'll get better at promoting our social media handles next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for your time, mate. And uh, awesome, legend. Thanks for tuning in.